welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy, and I am joined on this episode with another new face in Scottish professional wrestling, someone who I got to see their debut very recently at that event where I had a good old breakdown afterwards in our 150th episode. I am joined on this edition by Reese Dawkins. Welcome. Oh, hello, William. Sorry, I didn't see you there. I was reading some lines from Coriolanus from my book of Shakespeare plays. <sighs> always good to go back and go over the classics. Always, always good to go over the Coriolanus. Cor- Cor- the Coriolanus. Uh, that's the one. Uh, so uh, it's very weird to be called William. Uh, I will get called William when I'm in trouble. I, I, I will do my best to, it does say Billy at the bottom, I'll do my best to, to avoid it. But I do like a little bit of culture, a little bit of uh, uh, decorum. So I, I do usually go for first names, but I'll do my best. I I, I don't mind at all. I've, I've had uh, chats in the past. Um, a man called Thatcher Wright, I spoke to him, and he exclusively called me William. Um, I hated him for 40 minutes, but no, that was just because he was a Tory. An easy uh, person to hate, I understand. Yes, 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 he is. Uh, so welcome to the show. I'm glad to Thank get you, you on uh, before I, I all wrap up and go be a grown-up for a bit. Uh, and then by the time January rolls around next year, I'll be like itching to speak to everyone again. Oh, absolutely. I can imagine. So much will have changed in that time, of course. Absolutely. You'll be, by the time I get you back on, you'll have a battle over your shoulder. I don't know which absolutely. one, but... Uh, it could could be any of them. I feel like I, I could fit easily into any of the divisions that we have at WrestleZone. Absolutely. So we'll go into the classics then. Speaking of classics uh, with the Coriolanus. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> didn't take me long. Um, classic questions. First off, it's just a... The boring, cliche question, but it's a nice icebreaker. What got you pro wrestling? So what was the moment you watched? What got you hooked on it? So when I was a younger lad, um, my family used to take care of my niece quite often. And um, we had to find ways to keep her entertained. And one of the ways we did that was we got Just to Bring It on the PlayStation 2 because she was a big wrestling fan. And I think I have vague memories of Kane being the big thing because he was cool and he had the mask. Um, and the first show I watched was New Year's Revolution 2005. It was recorded on a VHS and I watched that and there was no moment where I was like, oh, this is something that I'm going to love forever. It was, this is something I enjoy. I enjoyed it until about 20, 2009, 2010, when we got rid of Sky Sports because we were trying to save money. I watched TNA for a bit and I enjoyed what I watched. But then it changed channel as well after like a month. And I wasn't going to go out of my way to try and find it again. Um, No disrespect to TNA. I enjoyed what I watched. Um, And then I think it was 2016, I think it was WrestleMania 32. I'd been watching um, YouTube channels that went more into the, the part of wrestling that's more theatrical, as it were, of course, with my connection to Shakespeare. Um, The the parts, uh, the more internal aspects of wrestling as opposed to external as it were and that's what really hooked me in again i still played like the the games like wwe 13 i believe i played a lot of but that's what really got me back into it and then watching wrestlemania 32 when Zack Ryder won the intercontinental championship in the ladder match i lost my mind and that was when i sort of decided this is something that i can stick with for for a good long time and so far i have so there's right, there's a, a lot to to work with. I have so many questions on as we go along. So uh, so just bring it then. First game I played on the PS2. I I remember that game. A classic um, console. It was. I'm I'm after one. I keep looking for one now because I've got a PS3. But this is the one of the well, the newer style 
of the ones that you can't yeah so you can't play ps2 games i'm very lucky in that my partner uh had a ps2 so when we moved into into the house we just took that with us so Mm -hmm. i've when i had covid during the regal rumble i played a lot of my old wrestling games like just bring it like i think the first smackdown versus raw uh that's what kept me entertained whilst i was uh, in 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 quarantine Nice. I've got. I'm starting to like. Well, every time I go into Cash Exchange at the moment, I, I kind of pick up an an, an old uh, WWE game just mm-hmm. just to have it there, just ready, waiting for a PS2 to arrive. Because I'm because you know got to save some money as well, like oh, like course, compared yes. to back in the day. But so every time I see a PS2, I'm like, I'm not going anything over like twenty. I can't go over twenty because yes, it's a PS2, it. and folk are going, oh, give me fifty quid for it. Like, no. I can it's get a, a new PS3. It's a bit steep, yes. I can get a PS3 for sixty. Settle yourself. I'll just like let me get a PS2. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've got like I shut your mouth and uh, mm-hmm. uh, here comes the pain as well. I've got that, yep, that hanging that's about. A good one as well, but no, I, I love those games and I, I like the the somewhat the the younger people that I speak mm-hmm. to. It seems to be either video games that seem to get mm-hmm. them into. It. And uh, you said the the inside baseball as jeff jarrett would call it yeah uh, kind of stuff like your what cultures and, and precisely what, what culture was the yeah. primary one yes what culture seems to was it back in the day where it's the cultaholic guys that were hosting yes but primarily yeah mm-hmm. it was i can't remember the first video i watched i'm sure it was a list video um and i'm just like oh okay so it, it, it finding out more of the inside information and finding out how that can be used to tell stories and things like that was was perfect for getting me back into it after finding my love for Shakespeare and finding my love for theatre and things like that. The storytelling is the real crux of, of my love of, of pro wrestling is the storytelling. That's, that's I mean, I, I've, I've often said when I'm speaking to other guests that, that I'm, I'm finding nowadays that that's my kind of style. That's what I like. I, I mean, I love a good, I love a good bit of wrestling. I don't mm, mind it. Like course, a, yes. a good bit of rolling about and all that kind of stuff. But give me a story. And I'm probably going to be okay with it. I mean, like with WrestleZone is a perfect example. Uh, exactly, it's yeah, it's like he got a Sisto match. I'll be super excited for a Sisto mm-hmm. match or a Super Executioner is probably a better example in that uh, respect because I'm just mad for the Super Executioner. Super um, Executioner is an interesting fellow, most certainly, yes. <laughs> but it's not it's not wrestling. It's not wrestling oh, in no, the like, in the like technical term. But it's it's just... it's not your your Shawn Michaels Kurt Angle WrestleMania 21. It's no no Super Executioner. Exactly. I mean, I, I was, wouldn't have it any other way. Exactly. I mean, in Ellen, I was highly entertained by just executioner on one corner, Swift on the other corner, shouting at each other, and I thought that was the most fun thing ever. So mm-hmm. you know, wrestling subjective. I suppose that's the whole oh, absolutely yes thing. Um. So yeah, went from that. Then you took your 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 break and got back in. Um. Uh, but speaking of the what culture guys, I never got into what culture at the time. I don't know why. But as soon as Cultaholic came round, I was like... Mm-hmm. Cultaholics, they've, they've really streamlined their process, I think. The, yeah. the one thing they do that annoys me, this may be a pet peeve, is now when they do a list video, they don't have a little, and that was the video, to end it off, it just kind of stops. And that really frustrates me. Because like, you should have like a sign-off. Because I don't know that the video's ended, then my phone has just stopped for whatever reason. As opposed to knowing this is the end of the video. So it's just like, oh, now it's done. Very strange. That's I'm sure that's just a pet peeve of mine, but it, it does my head. Right, we all have a sign off. It's just incredibly awkward if anyone's listening to any oh, other episode. Right. Don't yeah. worry about it. It's one of those where I think I'll try to think of something really clever to end it, and it it means just me going, "All right, end meeting." Luckily, I can. I have a I have a fantastic little speech from William Shakespeare that I can use to end it off if you so wish. Wonderful. That I look forward to that. Um, this is amazing because the next episode that's coming out after this, we've got poetry as well with Brody oh, Adler. So this is going to be a nice little collection of episodes. Um, and, and But the difference is you're willing to do the 
Shakespeare. I had to coerce her into oh, doing poetry. Absolutely, I do. Enjoy, <laughs> I, I, I've made no, I've made no qualms about my love of Shakespeare. Absolutely not. So, the, so you took a break, and was that when you kind of discovered your love for theatre and and Shakespeare? Yes, and primarily. That? I was doing a lot of theatre when I was in academy or secondary school, as as some might know it. It was more so something I just did sort of, uh, actually, my granda, who we recently um, remembered him, he passed away uh, a, year, a year ago, and we were recently remembering him. The first moment that I really remember being interested in theatre was I walked into their house, and he said to me, is there a book, you, this is the book you're needing from the library, Jack. And I was like, my name's not Jack. <laughs> and then he said, no, no, this is for, this is for a, the panto I'm doing at the church. I'm like, oh, what's up, the, the panto? You can do that. And then I eventually got involved the following year in the panto. And then it all sort of spiraled down from there, um, doing drama a lot in secondary school, eventually going on to college to study acting and performance uh, to now, essentially. Uh, for a moment, I thought your granddad was just doing a really spot on Hulk Hogan impression, you know? Uh, he's a bookie jack. <laughs> <laughs> no. Although, no, I don't think he knew who Hulk Hogan was. Uh, you, you never, you never know. He might have liked Gremlins too. Uh, the new batch. Is Hulk Hogan and Gremlins too. I'm sure he's in Gremlins too. You know, like the, the Gremlins take over a, like a theater, a movie theater, and then Hulk oh, Hogan yes. gets up and then tells them off, and then they leave. It's. I vaguely it's, remember that now. It has been a while since I've watched Gremlins too. To be fair, it, it yeah, that's probably the highlight. To be honest, of Gremlins too. Um, yeah, it's a Christmas staple in this household. Mm. Um, when I get to watch it, that and last, last Action Hero and Jingle All the Way. You know the classics. Oh, absolutely. Gotta get them all in there. Um, so when it came to, so when it came to theater, then uh, was was there anything that like you fell in love with it? Was there anything in particular that that works that you enjoyed? Maybe other than Shakespeare, was there any other kind of works that you were drawn to? A lot of contemporary work um, interests me a lot. There was um, a play we did called. Oh, I can't remember the name of it now. That's terrible. It's gone completely out of my brain. Well, in any case, we did a, a performance of Animal Farm in our last year, and I at first I I didn't really enjoy it because how do you perform like an animal? How do you really get into the animal state? And eventually, there was a moment where it all just clicked, and I was like, "Oh, I'm a dog now." I just watched my dog doing stuff, and I'm like, "That oh, okay? I'll just take that on then. I'll do that." I yawned like a dog. I barked. I sat my legs like this because that's how my dog sat. Um, physicality is a really good important thing in theater, and really embodying the the characters that you are being portrayed even if they are a dog if they're a fairy in the case of Shakespeare or if they're just a person who's from a different place than you uh, we did a lot of accent training uh in in I think my last year um and that was something I really enjoyed was doing accents um actually you know you, you swing around I've also enjoyed doing musicals which I, I thought I would probably enjoy, but it, it's it's very elaborate. It's very theatrical. It's very um, flamboyant, almost. It's very wrestling. Absolutely. I mean, uh, last time I went to see um, Book of Mormon at the start of June. I've heard which, that's quite good. Yes. It's it was surprising. I mean, I'd heard I, I I could I found out why they only really play the first song when they do like TV stuff mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. quickly because wow. I mean, I enjoyed it, but mm -hmm. it's it's not one of those where if my mum asked, oh, do you think I'd enjoy it? No, you would no, not. <laughs> most certainly. There's another good song in it that I cannot remember the name of now. Oh, it's in my audition playlists. Um, Is it clean? <laughs> no. Um, oh, darn it. One second. 
we'll, we'll find out. I'm, I'm, I'm no look this up going on Spotify. Do apologize. Just vamp. Just vamp for me, William. It's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, uh, yeah, but it was it was just so incredibly rough and. Mm-hmm. But no, my mum's quite, she's not religious per se, but she's like, I think she believes something's there, you know? Yeah. Something's sure. watching over us kind of thing. Um, I Believe I'm, was the name of the song. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That's a that's, bit of a cleaner one. Yeah. It's it, uh, Definitely. I, I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's ones where they're they're calling God all manner of names. It's just, oh, uh, yes. oh it's incredible. Um, so I was about to ask about musicals then, because that's, when it comes to like theatre stuff, that's more my side of things that i enjoy i feel like it's most the easiest one to get other people involved in for Mm -hmm. people who don't necessarily like theater musicals is the sort of thing you can all enjoy because you have your jukebox musicals like mamma mia where people can just go to enjoy the music but then you've got other ones like i was in a production of full monty which the story is actually much deeper than you think and it's actually a really nice story of people coming together and you know working to to do something together and the bond that forms when you're kind of thrown into a strange situation, uh, which you wouldn't expect from the full Monty. <laughs> I worry, did you did you do the full Monty? Wow, I mean, that's, there, are, there are people who have seen Reese's Dawkins, <laughs> but we had the backlight. But uh, the backlight did only did so much as to where. <laughs> I mean, it was a small backlight, I'm sure. Uh, so, so <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because like some musicals, uh, uh, Hairspray is probably one of my favourites. I've I've, mm-hmm. I've got like a list that I want to see before, you know, I die, I suppose. It's, it's a very small <laughs> list. And I can't think of it. Bucket list. We'll go bucket list. Bucket list. Bucket of list music. of musicals. Yeah, and it's it's well, like I think five, I think it's on there that I've just mm-hmm. I'm just can't seem to get crossed off. It's uh, Hairspray, um, Jersey Boys, which I was supposed to see in, in July and then they cancelled uh, their Aberdeen dates. As, as it happens. As happened a lot these past couple of years, things have been cancelled. Which is, I was gutted by because it was on my birthday as well, so I was oh, super no. excited to go. Mm-hmm. Um, Wicked, love to see Wicked. I've seen Wicked; it's excellent. I've seen it twice now. Excellent, it's just, it's just the music. I just enjoy the music. It's, mm-hmm. it's. I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of can guess most of the story, but like, just the music's excellent. Uh, yes. Hamilton. I want to see Hamilton. Yes, of course. Um, can't remember. There's, I think Lion King maybe in there. There's, there's something else as well. But Lion mm-hmm. King, I kept getting told I need to go see. Because it's just incredible to mm-hmm. oh to a, a visual masterpiece as I understand it yeah yeah uh, so so musicals is again any any particular favourites out there any ones you said you've got a Book of Mormon song on your audition playlist is there any other other musicals out there you like a lot of, honestly a lot of the songs from the audition playlist are songs are musicals I've not seen like mm-hmm. there's uh, Santa Fe from Newsies um, I did see Rent I enjoyed that there's also Rest in Peace Peace from Buffy the Vampire Slayer when they did the musical episode of that. Oh. I saw Les Mis when I was down in London, and that was an excellent show. Just there's nothing like that. Oh, picking a favorite, it's like picking for your favorites from your children. I'll say, I'll say Les Mis, but I'm not confident on that. That's not that. That would probably change tomorrow. It's one of those. I, I find Les Mis is one you got to be in the mood for. Um, yes, that is 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 heavy, and it is. It's more of an opera than a musical because it just goes all the way through. There's mm-hmm. no breaks. Ham- like Hamilton, in a way. Hamilton's more operatic because it's just all the way through. Yeah. Um, Tick, Tick, Boom is another one I enjoyed really recently that came I've out I've heard on, of that. You haven't Netflix. seen it. Yeah. It's, it's, I, was, I was in full-on Andrew Garfield mode because, you know, there was always the, there was the heavy rumour that he was going to be in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I won't spoil that for anyone that's listening to um, listen to this and hasn't surely seen. that's surely that's past the. the I know, uh, but you never know. There's going to be someone sitting there going, oh, I haven't seen I'm going to wait until I get the Blu-ray. Uh, ah, that, and then, that's, and then that's I haven't seen it, so yes. I will neither confirm nor deny if Andrew Garfield is in 
Spider-Man. Uh, was it No Way Home? No Way Home. That's the yes, one. That was no, no Way Home. Amazing. Uh, right. So we've, we've, we'll come back onto things like Shakespeare and, and that. We'll get into a little bit more back into your wrestling journey. Yes, sir. Uh, as well. So when you so when you go back into it, so WrestleMania 32, you saw Zack Ryder win the Intercontinental mm-hmm. Championship. And was was Zack Ryder just a guy that you, you did you watch Zee Long uh, Island Story? Did you I watch? Think, I don't think I did. I think I just really liked him from the games because he was goofy. And he, he seemed to be having fun whenever he was doing anything. And I think I am also a really big fan of underdogs. And I think because Zack Ryder just has that underdog energy that when I saw him win the big one, I'm like, oh, yes, this is fantastic. This is amazing. And then he lost the next night. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, to, to the Miz, of course. That was, that was it. And, and, of course, slaughter matches. I mean, I, I've found apparently slaughter matches are, are, are a bit marmite. Either you love them or... You don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I didn't I didn't realize that until I I met my wife and uh, she went. I don't get it. I don't understand that why why they can run up one second and then they've got to like go up one at a time. I was like, don't mm-hmm. spoil the logic. I should say it's just wrestling. <laughs> uh, stop, just the way stop, wrestling is. Often. Stop adding logic on into this. This this It's <laughs> like yeah, theater. You do you think and you're like why why would the fairies do that? That doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't make sense. It's not, it's, it's to forward the story the same yeah. way that ladder matches do. Like next second though, we'll watch a rumble and she'll be like, oh, this is the best thing ever. It's like, right, okay, you got to pick a lane here. You got to either believe it all or just, or don't, yes. just mm-hmm. go on. Just, it's not real. I mean, I mean, it is real, but it is, it's, it's of course, yes. real in, in our minds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you go back into then, so um, Isaac Ryder is, and ends up properly when it just, that was it. That was, was pretty much at that point. I was I was all in. I think not long after that. I'm sure this was a question that was going to come up. Not long after that, there was a WrestleZone show in Ellen, and that was the first WrestleZone show I went to. And funnily enough, you mentioned him earlier. Sisto was a guy I really enjoyed. Again, because he was goofy and he's stupid, and I looked up to him and I went, "I love you." And he just went like that to me, and I'm like, "This is what wrestling's all about. It's the fan interaction." Weirdly, and then I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm just following this company now. This is just the way it is." Well, welcome, welcome to the. So, when was that then, Ellen? What year? I think it was 2016. Let me look. At, I do actually have a photo from that event. I I was doing this earlier. I was looking for uh, moments that I could have visual. Let me see. See if I can. Oh, it doesn't have results. the date because I saved it. I'm pretty sure it was 2016. I in will. March. I, I think will. that's that's the photo I took with then tag team champions Caden Garrick and Mr. P. Oh, nice. So uh, I, it must must be around about the same time that. They were doing like the Keith run and stuff like that, because possibly yes, because they were they were champions when I when I interviewed them for mm-hmm. the very first uh, podcast I ever did, which was terrible. But you know, your first uh, is always awful. You get better with time. You'd, you'd think that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's I'm gonna find it because I'm just I'm more curious in the results now. Uh, it's, it's twenty. Uh, Mr. P versus Lord Mr. Malice was also on that uh, event. They were supposed to be, a, I believe it was a tag team match between the Sterling brothers and Scotty Swift and Brian Tucker. But Brian Tucker was, was taken out before the show and Johnny Lyons had to replace him. Johnny Lyons had a different match on that show, but I can't remember what it was. What a memory. So this is, this is a card from... This Red is how, how you know it impacted me in a big way. It's because I remember so much of the show. Uh, I, like, I, I, I used to remember my first ever show and suddenly, like, as years have gone on, I'm like, oh, of course, were, yeah. they on, were they on it? And was he on it? And I can't, can never remember now. But I still remember my first WrestleZone one, which was like, six months afterwards which was the mm-hmm. first uh, beach ballroom um right so for anyone that is that is curious because that's the kind of person i'd be mm-hmm. uh mickey vago defeats blue thunder in the opener and then we've got chris archer defeating sisto uh caden garrick defeating alan sterling 
Uh, oh, anyway, yes, oh, Andrew. Oh, that's nice. It sounds amazing. Uh, at the time, it would have been Sir Andrew Wilde. Oh, yes. Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah. Defeating Aspen Faith and Johnny Lyons. Give me that match again. I will I will watch Play that, that back. anytime. Uh, Mr. P defeating Lord Mr. Malice. Mm-hmm. And Damien and Sean Johnson against uh, defeating Johnny Lyons and Scotty Swift. It was, it was Sterling Oil, not the Sterling Brothers, yes. Oof, that's, that sounds like a cracker of a show. Uh, you can tell why I stuck around. Oh, absolutely. Because as I've said, like I've spoken with Scotty in the past, and like they seem really good at structuring a show which mm-hmm. has a little bit of everything. So you got your sister, uh, you got your Lord mm-hmm. Mr. Malice, and at the time it was Sterling Oil, so you had Sirius Allen, mm-hmm. which I, it doesn't matter what iteration of Alan Sterling. You get. Alan Sterling is an excellent professional. The captain is an excellent professional wrestler. Oh, absolutely. I, mean, I love mixed martial Allen. That's a personal favorite out there, but you can't go wrong. And then you've got Andrew Wild, uh, Andy Wild, Aspen Faith, mm-hmm. and Johnny Lyons in that main event. Oh, just yeah, I'm getting chills. Sa- I'm sad, you mi- sad you missed it. I'm very sad I missed it. Uh, but at that point, I think uh, was twenty. Oh, how old have been? Twenty five. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like paying for the. I was, if I was getting to anarchy, I was lucky <laughs> at oh, yeah. that point. You know, because travel and uh, you know pennies. But, oh, yes. but I, I went to my first Ellen one this year. It's my first mm-hmm. Ellen show, and I, 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 I couldn't believe how. Like loud the show was and how great the show was because Ellen is a is is a very big crowd for wrestling. I which, which surprises me being from Ellen where there is nothing to do. I think that's why they're so big because like oh something's happening, so everyone's like let's go to this thing that's happening because nothing happens in Ellen. Oh, I found that out very quickly when I got to oh, Ellen. Yes, yeah, I was like right, what can I do? I'll get there because it was snowing, so I was like, alright I'm gonna yeah. get there in good time. Got there two hours early because I gave myself an extra hour and a half to kind of travel because i used to live in new Sligo, so i was like i know mm-hmm. how to get there uh, yeah just just i know it's back roady and a bit mm-hmm. rubbish um but no when i got there i was like right what i'm gonna do i'm gonna find somewhere to eat for a priority uh find somewhere to go to the toilet which was harder than you think it would it's, have been it's surprisingly difficult it was yes it, it was i pretty much um I, i'd sit in the car and wait until the doors open for the victoria hall because i was like Oh god! If I stand up for any length of time in this cold, I am. If you scrap. go to the, there's a small bar next to it, the Legion. I, I'm fairly. They have a lose there, but I cannot remember how you get in besides ringing the doorbell and someone else letting you in. Or my parents have little cards that you like. Mm-hmm. Oh, are, it's like disabled ones, like, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Then you can mm-hmm. go in that way. Yeah, I was. I was. Yeah, so I was just like, right, okay, was, what can I do to to kill time? Went to the chippy, and had that, and uh, went around. The, we've got like a little Saturday market. End up just going around. Would have been on the, on that day. That's that's another thing where people are like, "Oh, things are happening," so they go to the the market <laughs> on the Saturdays or whatever. The galas are usually pretty busy as well. Yeah, so so I found stuff to do, but yeah, it was it was all about the show, and yeah, I couldn't believe how yeah, like, like you're saying how how hot it was and, and how just how many people that were there, and mm-hmm. um, it just made me appreciate when I put it out in the review kind of thing, going, "You, if you can get to a show, just go because yeah. you're gonna enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. it's mental. It's it's just good fun." Mm-hmm. Um, so Ellen 2016 is, is when you started your WrestleZone mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. Uh, Did you, were you trying to get to most shows you could get to was there any as or was many just... as I could yes I think I missed that year's Regal Rumble because the show before which I also missed was the double pin with Scott and Scott. oh no was that the following year that might have been 2017 that might not have been 2016 I maybe um I think uh, yeah, because Andy Wilde was champion at the point. I I missed the rumble that year. Uh, I think the year after, and it it had the the double 
Um, I remember distinctively on. thinking, why don't they put the belt on in the Rumble? Why Ooh. have this separate match? And then why not, like 1992 um, WWE, just put the belt title on in the Rumble. But they didn't. And yeah, that's fine by me. Good good way to keep the things going until the Anarchy that year. I think yeah. that was the one with Rikishi. I think it was 2017's Rumble I missed. Right, not yeah, because I'm looking at 2016's one, Crusher one. So yeah, you're 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 right, and you're thinking it was the year after because he was because Andy was still Andrew Sir Andrew yes. Wells at that point. That's that's what made me think that I was I was incorrect on that. Yeah. Yeah, and then he had that that weird uh, triple threat. That that's yeah, Rikishi because he got the stink face. I think as I well remember as, that was that was yeah. the first Anarchy that I went to in 2017. I also have this picture of a young uh, Zach Dynamite from I think it was uh, Stonehaven or something like that from a, wet, a young. Zach Dynamite, before he became the undisputed champion, you know, one of the best wrestlers in Scotland. Uh, he was just a, a, a young lad taking photos what? with fans. I, I like that you you can keep these memories and mementos. Um, I'm incredibly awkward with people, so I have very few pictures of wrestlers. And if I do, it's usually like the ones I've had to pay £10 for. Uh, yeah, I, I, I usually was, but <laughs> I think I think wrestling helped me come out of my shell a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was more confident going going up to to Mr. P and King Garrick and eventually Zach Dynamite to get these pictures. I think those were that was it, those just those two. That's the only ones I could find. I'm sure there'll be oh, maybe once once uh I said once once you're the, the champion there'll be all these little of course, yes, come out absolutely. the woodwork going. This is this is when uh, the undisputed champion was getting a picture with Sisto uh <laughs> way back when. Uh, oh, they also had a show, it was the fan event at Inverurie. I took a lot of photos then, but I think I was training by that point. So they kind of knew me a little bit more. All right, okay. So, how did you get into to actual training then? So, you, you saw the match, you, you, you saw the Zack Ryder thing, you thought, mm-hmm. I want to do this. You saw WrestleZone, and you were like, okay, I've got a local scene now. Mm-hmm. I how think did you it get was train it? a year, maybe? No. It was about April April 2017, I kind of realized, oh, they have a training academy. So, I ap- applied, and uh, I was accepted, obviously. And I believe, uh, I'm almost 100% certain on this, my debut this year was five years exactly since I started training. 15th of May. I'm almost 100% certain of it. I like that kind of... like. Um, it's it's a story that builds itself almost. Exactly. Yeah, you, you worked for five years to get it. Even though we had like that weird uh, we two-year period year in the middle. We had with COVID. I also lost half a year from breaking my leg at training in 2019. Did you, did you do commentary with your broken leg? I did do commentary in 2019 with my broken leg, yes. I remember. I you spoke to me at that event, yeah. I must have, yeah. Well, as must have a rare time that I spoke to anyone at a wrestling show. That must, that's, that's mm. quite, must be the same time I spoke to Evan Young for the first time. I must have been on it that day. I was Possibly, like, I'm going to speak yeah. to all the people. Uh, <laughs> it was during the the pack uh, signing meet and greet thing. I obviously had my broken leg, so I had to kind of stay out. I was almost, <laughs> I was going to say security, but I don't think I would have been excellent security with the broken leg. But uh, I was just sort of, it was nice to see people interacting with with Pack and seeing him interact with fans. And, and you and I, of course, had a chat. Mm-hmm. Very briefly, I think. Yeah. Pac is one of those weird ones where, where he was like really nice to you and mm-hmm. we spoke away and then as soon as you got the camera out to get a picture, his face just dropped. Yes, immediately, yeah. And it was like, oh, that's ace. You're you're, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I mean, you don't want to turn around and go, oh, you're just amazing. Uh, but yeah. no, it's just, <laughs> but seeing that. So, right, go back to your training then. You, you got accepted and you obviously, you got you got to find out where this, the secret building was because for years it was all like, Hush, hush, where, where WrestleZone training. Yes, I, I'm sure they've mentioned it before. They mentioned the Scout Hut in previous 
interviews. I, I missed the Scout Hut. I was right. essentially one of the first, as, as I understand it, I was one of the first people to start training purely at the academy, as I understand it. Right, okay. So how, how did you find your first, well, actually before that, you said you had a bit of a theatre background, you have a theatre back, background, mm-hmm. so you got the character side probably yes. kind of very that was the part that i knew i would be the most confident with yeah. is the the character the being open with a crowd uh being able to take in what they're doing and being able to react off of it the physical part was the hardest part for me because i hated physical education when i was younger uh, you know glasses shakespeare massive nerd so the physical part of it was the hardest part for me mm-hmm. but now getting to where i am now i'm surprised by how much better i am physically and how longer it takes me to get gassed even though it's it's probably faster than it should be but the time it takes me now i can feel the, the progress from where i started to where i am now yeah i mean i hate pe as well because you know glasses uh yeah i like chips i like chips and i like running that's just <laughs> that's just what's gonna happen there are, i've i've heard connor malloy and, and ronan king speaking about how much they enjoy the gym and i cannot imagine that <laughs> I cannot oh. for a second think, oh, I, I, you know what I'm going to do for fun? I'm going to go to the gym and sweat for an hour. Oh, no. That's the, I mean, I, I, I tried one of those, like, there was gym passes going around in Elgin, and I was like, right, we'll sign up, me and, me and the wife, for our wedding. Mm-hmm. We're going to, like, right, we'll sign up, we'll lose some weight. And we, we did. But it was really because we ate better. It wasn't because of any exercise, because mm-hmm. I did, like, three sessions of running for an hour, and I was like, oh, nah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not enjoying this. I'll do some lifting. I oh, hate this as well. I'm going to do some leg stuff. Not nah, hate that. Let's just no. I'm going to walk. I'll I'll walk to work. There we mm-hmm. go. I work. I walk like ten minutes. I worked ten minutes away. It wasn't that much of a walk, but clearly it made the difference. Yes. Um. Because sometimes oh. you just have to start small and then then slowly build it up until you're walking ten minutes, twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Till you're walking for an hour, as <laughs> I understand it. Oh yeah, I, I mean during the pandemic, of course, but there's not much else to do than, than yeah. mm-hmm. the dog. The dog probably hated me by the time that mm-hmm. the kind of lockdowns were starting to properly lift. Because every weekend, me and my dad would go out. I'd just do like ten mile walks and eighteen mile walks, and mm-hmm. I felt like death. And the dog oh, yeah. like was asleep for three days. In the following days, looking at me, going, "Don't, don't let me go outside. <laughs> don't, don't take me outside. I hate you." Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he, you find things to do. But we'll we'll oh, get on to pandemic stuff uh, soon enough. So you started training. Mm-hmm. Um, you're finding your way with the physical aspect of things. Um, right. How did you break your leg? It's Unfortunately, it's not an interesting story. Um, we were doing a drill where you slide in, slide out, go in over the bottom, go in out over the bottom, in over the second, out over the second, in over the top, out over the top. During the out over the bottom, I uh, essentially, I believe I held onto the rope a little bit too long, maybe went a bit too fast. And just my leg, as it landed, just tweaked the wrong way. I thought I'd only sprained it. And then we got to the hospital. Uh, Ryan Riley was kind enough to drive me to the hospital. Um, And they said, you do know you've broken it. And I said, oh, no, that's not good. I'm not a fan of that. I think it not just the impact of the, the, the role going wrong. I think I also injured it before when I was going to do a Western film in Huntley. Uh, and I think I twisted it before I left, so I didn't have time to uh, rest it or rehab it because I had these big boots on and I had to do stuff. So I think that probably also contributed to eventually that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back, uh, to use an analogy. Um, I think I think uh, Christian, I remember in the ENC podcast, I think he had quite a similar kind of thing. He just did a, a roll under and his leg just didn't come with him. Just goes and the wrong that, way, yeah. Yeah. 
but no, that's 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 still that's still at least it's a wrestling injury, and I yeah. like I love the reaction, which is like, oh, oh no, that's that's not good. It's pretty, mm-hmm. And then it got worse because it wasn't healing correctly, so I had to get a plate inserted into my leg in order for it to grow the correct way, so that I could still walk on it. And obviously, I'm back, and obviously, it's all gone well. But there was there was a moment where I'm like, oh, this is awful. So I mean, are, are you possibly looking into maybe into the future using the old the old Lex Luger? Uh, metal plate to your advantage oh i don't think it's 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 large enough for that unfortunately uh i was very excited when i went on my first holiday after receiving it that i would go through the beeping machines and they would go off and they didn't and i was very upset so i'm like oh i guess it's just not big enough or it's been they've sussed it essentially i had the same i broke my elbow and it was uh, i was i was drunk so i didn't feel it so it was great um i mean it wasn't great at the time it, it, oh no of course no uh, but I, I got it. I got two plates in, uh, just two little ones, just for, to create a corner because I don't have a proper elbow now. Uh, and I was so excited when I was I was just going down to London, uh, not long, like maybe a year afterwards. Mm-hmm. Going, should I get a doctor's note? Should just in case I get, in I case. get mm-hmm. just in case I get patted down and uh, they want to want me to strip to my, my underwear so I can avoid that. But no, I went through nothing. I was like, <sighs> it's it, it's a moment <laughs> of disappointment, isn't it? You're just like, ah, oh, I wanted to cause a scene. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get frisked, but you know, it's still a bit exciting to tell people. Like, like oh, I've got plates in my oh. arm. It's amazing. Uh, although that, I think I was running the same same holidays where I somehow walked behind someone going through the check in, and they didn't register me going through. And oh, I got, so they I just got, didn't know you were there. I got all the way to the actual entering the plane before they went. Um, you, we, we don't, we have no record of you being here. I'm like, I'm very worried that I got this far if you have no record of me. Yeah. I'm <laughs> You've, you need to, to tighten up your security then if you if this yeah. has happened London Heathrow of all places oh my god how did I get here <laughs> you like? should have noticed uh, no wait, I had to wait until they went through like hours of CCTV to find me like on fast oh forward gosh. I'm like oh you're it's fine you're definitely supposed to be here like, I know I'm supposed to be here but <laughs> I've got my ticket thank you very <laughs> yeah. much Again, I don't have a bomb on me, but you know, I'm, I still shouldn't be here if you didn't find me. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, the 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 plate thing that makes me laugh because yeah, it was exactly the same. I was mm-hmm. so excited to get like beep beep beep. Oh, I've got a plate and then nothing, nothing at all. Uh, well, one day maybe just just in the <laughs> one hope. day the security will get worse and it will be <laughs> for any metal that goes through. You go through, you've got calcium in your bones. It's going off. <laughs> I know I've got. I mean, I had a had a, a good thing at iron beforehand, an iron tablet, and it's oh, just I... registered a bit, and and that's mm-hmm. it. I'm just I'm just metal all over. Uh, but yeah. So so you're back from. How did you kind of cope then during your your leg break? Were you just watching wrestling, watching training, or was that when you really properly got into the commentary side of things? That was the commentary began, and you know I've got fo- another photo for you, William. <laughs> Let me bring this up. Aberdeen Anarchy 2018, my first commentary job of course and then mostly it was just trying to rehab just trying to find things to entertain myself i think quarantine affected me or lockdown i should say affected me less than most people because i'd already had six months where i didn't have to i had nothing Mm -hmm. to do i had to stay in my house or i I stayed in my partner's house because she had a downstairs toilet whereas we didn't have at my home in ellen um so that was stressful that was rough i mostly just played video games i'll be honest i completed gta 5 i beat most of the batman games that were on xbox Wrestling sort of took it. I, I, every now and again, I would chat with one of the one of the guys, and eventually, we sometimes do these promo nights. I don't know if that's been mentioned at the training academy, and that was my first time coming back. Eventually, once I was able to walk on the on the what are they called crutches. Thank you, um, and that was 
the really the first time I came back and I got a massive ovation when I came in, obviously. Um so that that was kind of it was mostly sort of promo stuff um until eventually I could come all the way back. Um so uh, video games then I I know for myself during during lockdown, yeah, I was into the, I got bad into the Lego games. That seemed to be my mm-hmm. my thing. Uh, but no GTA five I keep I keep I've, I couldn't ever get into GTA games. I know it's it's mm-hmm. like, it's they're, very they're popular not... clearly. Yeah, certainly. Especially when they've spanned over three consoles and it's the same game. That's just... very impressive to me. It's like Skyrim; they just continue to roll out like very minor updates, but people, the games are that good, so people come back to them. I know it's like uh, Star Wars special editions. It's, it's like we re-released the the original trilogy. We've added two minutes of extra content. Yes, let's buy that then. If, I remember if... hearing—I don't know if this is true—but I remember hearing that one of the Lord of the Rings special editions, the only thing that's added is a short scene with a cat. But I don't know how true that is. Because my partner would disagree. <laughs> I I I hate Lord of the Rings. Oh, that that's oof, <laughs> that's a hot take. I also am not I'm not a massive fan. I like Lord of the Rings as a concept, the fantasy setting yeah. I really enjoy. But uh, the Lord of the Rings films themselves have put me to sleep on more than one occasion. Yeah, yeah. I've I've never got through all of them all at once, like at all. I just find them so mind-numbingly mm-hmm. boring. But like Star Wars, I can give or take. It's not. Mm-hmm. A, a deal breaker if, if I never watch any of them ever again. But um, no, Lord of the Rings just, I, I like it a little bit more sci fi than yeah. that kind of side of things. Sci fi fancy over walking around in grass. High fantasy, but, dragons, etc. Yeah. Uh, but really, just Marvel. Marvel's probably my kind of zone. Marvel's so, uh, certainly a large one, yes. Yeah. Uh, so you got back. Got, so we'll go back to the commentary then. How how did you get into that then? Was it just uh, needed someone to fill in for a night? You were available? How, how would you get Essentially, into that? Um, because I'd done so well in like the, the promo uh, nights that we did or the promo segments that we did where we basically it was they knew that I could talk so when of course team WrestleZone versus team uh, Sterling Oil of course there was uh, an individual who used to do commentary was taken out of that uh, was in that match so they needed they had a hole to fill so they said oh Reese would you be willing to do the commentary for Aberdeen Anarchy and I'm like absolutely I'm not going to turn down an opportunity to essentially work the biggest show of the year for WrestleZone and eventually that individual did uh, had to step away or, or left, I can't exactly remember. So I just essentially took over that role for good until eventually, you know, transitioning into the role I have now. Um, but no, I remember, I remember that event. It was, I mean, all the Beach Ballroom shows, there was like over over a thousand people. So um, not that, that you were like front of, of like people could mm-hmm. see so much, but yes. you were still on the stage. So if anyone came out or... Um, anyone was was up at the stage then you were still there and i suppose that's kind of water off ducks back at this point for you because of course you did you have done theater and plays and all that kind of stuff yes it it would have i think if it had been most other people they may have been spooked by it but for me it was essentially just oh it's just like a full theater performance that will last from as soon as fans come in to when fans leave essentially was there any commentators that you kind of tried to to draw any inspiration from when you were you were doing it? Anyone that you kind of watched to to get some cadence from, or did you kind of just just try and do your own style? Mostly, I try and do my own thing. When I was when I when I was taking my break, I played a lot of the WWE games, like I mentioned. Sometimes I would just have two creative wrestlers or two wrestlers just have a match, and I would just commentate over it just for fun. So I had had some practice commentating, even though it was for just for me, basically. I don't think there was anyone in particular I tried to, to emulate or tried to... I basically just tried to be me and tried to bring bring my my knowledge and my expertise to the to the, to the the ring, as it were. 
Um, now, now I see where you, where because uh, of course um, during the during the lockdown, um, I I did the I did tournaments. I did I also did some some two uh, K twenty stuff. Yes, as yes, well. you did. I did. I I put out two nights of Aberdeen Anarchy on the nights it should have been, and I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have the videos anymore. And I'm good. I think I'm, I'll have yours some somewhere because I still have a oh, commentary sure, for yes. it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I asked you if you would if if you would do commentary for a match mm-hmm. and you're like yeah i was like now i know that you, you have had experience doing that anyway. oh, of course yeah oh yeah uh, and that was that was like, such a cool thing because i thought it was because there's nothing to do at this point there was no no shows to go to mm-hmm. nothing to write about no results mm-hmm. so tried to fill my days and uh i was so glad that, that so many people were just on board with this lunacy of of, do, of doing, doing things uh, it, it, probably the, we were all the same we were all stir crazy so we're like ah oh, we'll do something we'll uh, we'll 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 placate uh williams escapades yeah just everyone just encouraged me at wrestles on at this point uh, and uh, there's always days when i'm like is this is this just for for their laughs or are they actually supporting me but i know it's the latter over but mm-hmm. you know you get those mental days where you go of course yeah they're just, they're just taking the mick out of me but no no they, they, it was it was just so cool that like i said you were up for it and you got it to me very quickly as well again experience was oh, of key. course uh was that one take i don't recall I'm going to lie and say yes because it makes me look better. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so we got that, and uh, yeah, and then from there, shows were coming back, and eventually, and like I say, you you, you kind of had your your ex- you're still kind of recovering uh, from your your hiatus for your leg and what have you. Mm-hmm. So, what was it like finally getting back into proper training, actually doing the physicality again? It was a struggle at first to sort of get back. Into because of course the physical part was the part I struggled with when I started, so basically coming back to that, not quite from square one, but from square six or so, that was a, getting back into it was the struggle. But then once I kind of got into it, it seemed like I got a lot better. A lot of people have said they got better when they were away from COVID. I kind of got better when I was away with my leg. I think because I had more time to think, I had more time to compartmentalize and sort of put the inner workings together in my mm-hmm. head a bit more. So when eventually we came back, um, my brain was more wired for wrestling, even if the physicality wasn't quite there, until eventually the physicality got to the point where they sort of almost matched. I, mean, I suppose during that time, if you are watching wrestling, you can't physically do it. I assume now you're now at that point you were training, you had a bit more of a, a, like a, a logical thought when you were watching matches, like watching the footwork, yeah. watching this bit, and then... Exactly. Yeah. If you if you were still physically able to train at that point, you would try to just do it straight away the next week. I'll try to implement this, but at least you had that time to go. Right, I'm going to watch this, watch that. Oh, they've done it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Then you can try and strike a balance that works with your yeah, brain precisely. as well, mm-hmm. um, and able to just just dive in. Um, when the shows are coming back, though, how how excited were you? So, it's Halloween hijinks would have been the first show back. Halloween hijinks. I saw the, the as the car was going up. I'm like, it's so good to finally be back and be able to to do all this again um there was obviously the worry of course because you know covid hasn't gone away it still hasn't mm. but uh the precautions were all taken we were all testing every every uh, training session before the show we were all testing you know it was all very safe and very above board and it was just finally good to be able to to put on something that's going to entertain people again and, and before that as well you, you in the run-up to it you you debuted uh, talking dawkins yeah, that was to. Uh, I think I actually did that so, after so, Halloween hijinks. I think it was chaos. for Christmas chaos. Yes, right. Okay. It was to sort of because I've been away and to sort of 
I remember listening to, I think it was Kane Wrestle Factory, or perhaps it was, it was yourself and Kelly, speaking about how sometimes it's difficult to know the story going in mm-hmm. to a match because that, that can bring a lot, especially with things like the Brian Tucker, Sean Johnson, which started even before the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, with other stories that were kicking, uh, like Damien's uh, various defences, having all that. And I thought, what if I did a, a show that was able to sort of bring all that together for people? So if they've never seen a show before, they have an idea of what to expect. They kind of know these characters now. And I just, I, I asked one of the producers, like, can I do this? They just said, yes, just on you go. If you need a hand, just let us know. Uh, and actually this cupboard just over there, that's where I recorded a lot of the later ones. I think a lot of the early ones I just did sort of here, but I've got an actual recording cupboard over there that I filled with with various bits of, like this is from in there. There's jackets and things to sort of dull the noise. And that's where I recorded them all. Um, well, I really like them because I just I like like you're saying I think it was probably K and K because they were kind of loop coming into into these shows and you know Kelly's there for just just to see some wrestling and I'm the big nerd that knows everything that's happening mm-hmm. anyway so um so, but yeah you, you're right it's it's always kind of been something that they maybe wrestlers aren't aren't as uh, okay with is mm-hmm. their social media presence so to have something like that um talking Dawkins kind of um. Like I say, just just caught up everyone. It's like a previously, it was only what yes, five, essentially, yeah, five or ten minutes long. You were able. To I think seven it. minutes was the usual. I tried to aim for that, about a minute per match, and then of course the Regal Rumble one was was even longer because I had to talk about every individual who was in the Rumble. But yeah, so like I say, good, good catch up. I previously on WrestleZone. Here we go. Um, I, I think I put a tweet out saying that I really liked it because in my head I just I just play like the yeah. Like the run up to Royal Rumble season for, for Vince I remember McMahon. my partner my partner mentioned putting some copyright free music on it, but I decided against it. I decided to keep it just stripped down, just my voice, just the images, just to keep it as, as simple as possible, essentially. That's it. Sometimes simple is is always the best. But that's why there's no background music when I'm doing these things. I'm like, no, that, that means I've got to actually edit something, and I don't. Yeah, and it it, it, almost, it could take away from what the people are saying because you're like, oh, that's nice music, but you're not actually listening <laughs> to what they're saying. Just zone out and just have a little boogie yeah. while you're trying to tell you tell people why uh, Brian Tucker and Sean Johnson are are battering each other mm-hmm. uh, all the time. So right, so that was for chaos. So we'll wind back to to hijinks. Um, right, so your costume. So how yes. was Halloween hijinks? It was Halloween time. Everyone was dressed up, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, James uh, Chesser, the the alternate alternate referee, saw yes. commentary dressed as NWO Sting, a uh, Wolfpack mm-hmm. Sting. Sorry, Wolfpack Sting. Yes, Wolfpack Sting. Uh, I knew I, I, I knew I would get like called if I if I got that. Sting wrong. has a lot of personas, to be fair. He does. Uh, I like Sting when he wears a mask, a Sting mask, and then he takes it off, and he's got Excellent. a Sting face. Oh, it's just so good. It, he's done it so many times now. I'm like, he knows this is silly, right? Mm-hmm. But I love it. It's <laughs> just the best oh, thing. Yeah. Joker Sting's also up there, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, your costume. So, unfortunately, we I thought it was Shrek. A lot of people have said that, right? Even William Sterling knew it was a Shakespeare reference. He just said William Shakespeare, which is incorrect because, of course, Shakespeare had the the rough and the the, the doublet and things like that. I was actually dressed as Hamlet from Act Three, Scene One, the "To be or not to be" speech specifically. That was what I was aiming for. Ah, right. I, I was going for. I mean, I, I'm not saying Shrek. But I'm saying handsome Shrek from uh, Shrek Third. Oh yes, certainly. That was that was. Oh. Um, but no, it was it was Hamlet was what I was going for certainly. See, my only Hamlet reference is uh, I, I read it in school. Um, of course, Most I was did. I was one of uh, Rosencrantz or Guildenstern, so you know, top oh, yeah. tier characters. Or Guildenstern uh, or Rosencrantz. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Whichever order you want to go in, it was it was one of them, and uh, you know had very few lines, which is great. Um, or just the Kenneth Barana four-hour version on DVD. Oh goodness! Oh goodness! I've never seen it, but I I certainly shall because it's completely every line is in there, every mm-hmm. character is in there. There's nothing cut because a lot of of course Shakespeare adaptations cut cast uh, cut characters, they cut lines, um, but that's just pure unadulterated. This is everything William Shakespeare wrote in here. And I I need to watch it because I know it'll be a fun time. It was one of the few times where I found out that if you if you get a DVD and it's clear on both sides, you can flip it. Didn't know that was a thing until I, got I didn't know that Hamlet. until you mentioned it right now. Yeah, until I got Hamlet. I got, I'm gone with the wind was the other other DVD that I didn't. I found out that was a thing, but they never wrote. Well, I, I didn't see what side it was. So you had to kind of mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, so there was like you... a, a a cassette tape where there's side A, side B. Yeah, you just kind of, you put it in and just hope for the best. If it says intermission, you've you've chosen wrong, so you yeah. got to go flip it the other flip way. Flip it anyway. Uh, you know, God, imagine if you had the VHS version. That must be like four VHSs if you were going to get that. If I recall, <laughs> Titanic was on two VHS tapes, as I recall when it was released. That's weird because I they used to do that in WrestleMania as well, which I'm trying to reach. I've got uh, the old WrestleMania four double. Oh goodness! Double tape signed by. Which year is that? Number four. Four. That was so. the tournament, correct? It was, yeah, and I got signed by Ted DiBiase. Oh, fantastic! First time I met him, you know. Obviously, a Scottish wrestling legend. He owns a company. Of course, yes. Uh, right. Okay. So, no, I'm making into, into that chat. You, you Wait, haven't. So, you haven't me mentioning beforehand that I have no stories about uh, back in those days. You still managed to somehow bring it around. Found a way. It's it's amazing. I can. It doesn't matter who I've got on. I can find a way to talk about that company and yes. WrestleZone in any episode. It's 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 uh, incredible. It's. Uh, it's a skill that only a wrestling fan, I think, has. That I, I don't know for yourself. If anyone brings up any topic, somehow you can get six degrees of Kevin Bacon back. From I've no, I've noticed that more so now because uh, at my Holland uh, Barrett near Tesco, I go there often. I've noticed I've started bringing up wrestling a lot to them because they're they're obviously very polite people, mm-hmm. um, and I've started bringing it up so much to them. I'm sure it's getting really annoying, <laughs> and they're also really kind. They allow me to put my posters up for like uh, any events we have coming up. So. Um, yeah, but wrestling comes up an awful lot, and I I somehow managed to bring it around to wrestling almost every conversation, and I don't know how I manage it. Oh, it's it, it's an incredible skill. It's it's like they keep just go, oh, I hurt my back. It was quite physical. Oh, speaking of physical, uh, yeah. you know, I do some wrestling at the weekend. Speaking of injured backs, <laughs> oh, you you hurt your leg. Well, back in nineteen ninety nine, Sid Vicious jumped off the top of a top Ooh. rope, uh, Ooh. and that was that was a hair no, his thank leg. You. In that one. <laughs> so, no, thank you. <laughs> So it's it's quite incredible. It's 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 like I say it's an incredible skill that wrestling fans have that we can mm-hmm. just turn everything to to wrestling. Thankfully I can do the same now, thing with I can do the same thing with Shakespeare as well. I I don't doubt that for a second. Uh, what's your what's your favorite Shakespearean work? Midsummer Night's Dream, because it's incredibly funny, and it's incredibly influential. Because Oberon and Titania as the fairy characters have such a wide reach. Of course, they originally came from Celtic lore. But they've had such a wide reach now. They're named two of Uranus's moon, moons are named after them. They've shown up in various video games, other works. I think they were in the Gargoyles Disney show, or Puck was anyway. And then you've got all the interweaving stories, like the the mechanicals, the theater troupe, the Athenian nobles, the four uh, main characters sort of swinging around and being loved, drugged by the fairies essentially. But every story weaves into the other in some way until eventually it all sort of comes up happy ending at the end. Um, so probably Midsummer Night's Dream, almost certainly. You find that like nowadays cinema is is pretty much all, in some way or form, 
they're, they're all kind of linked back to Shakespearean works. Certainly, certainly. I, but even then, Shakespeare's own work um, is all references to previous works. That, and of course, he wrote seven plays or something like that about kings who existed in real life, like Henry the Fourth and Richard the Second and Richard the uh, Third. Of course, these are these works aren't quite historically accurate because, of course, he was writing them in the time of Elizabeth I. Richard III, as I recall, killed Elizabeth I's dad. So you don't want to portray that guy as a good guy. So they, he just turned him into this horrible villain, one of the best villains in theatre, in performance, because he was writing it for Elizabeth I, basically. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Play, play to your audience. That's, exactly, that's... precisely. Uh, but no, I was thinking of that because um, one of my favourite films is 10 Things I Hate About You and it, it's uh, very much based on The Taming of the Shrew mm-hmm. uh, which I, I knew it was a Shakespearean film and uh, I won't lie, I had to Google just to make sure that it was Taming of the Shrew Taming uh, of the Shrew is a lesser known play uh, it has a lot of uh, misogynistic undertones so it does not get played as much often without uh, severe editing Right uh, but no, my, my Shakespeare is is quite quite dull. Uh, I don't I don't know a lot. Like so outside of four hour Hamlet, I think that might have killed some passion for Shakespeare a little bit. Unfortunately, it, it. it it has that effect. Of course, you know when you're as cultured as I am, eventually intelligent as I am, I can understand all the references. I can bring everything in. Um, it's it's a bit easier for me, I think. Um, so we had that Halloween hijinks has passed. Um, Talking Dawkins has begun. Uh, we're on the road to the Regal Rumble, and uh, you, it out of circumstance you're getting a new opportunity you're going to be ring announcing mm. for the night because uh, martin clunas the fair weather fan that he is is uh, is down in glasgow instead uh, instead of a wrestling show disgusted uh but who would do that who would I, miss a wrestling show i know what sort of heinous villain would do such a thing i know absolute horrible people that, that do that sort of thing to to go to another place for another a uh, plague on gig. both your houses <laughs> but unfortunately covid uh, arrived. A, pl- a plague upon my house, a pox on me, as to our... I know. What show? What show did you miss? <laughs> um, so I, yeah. Um, uh, and, I mean, yeah. So how? Like, did was it just a, a thing that because everyone tests in the morning? Was it just bad yes, luck, or did you Scott, feel it at Scotty, all? Or? Scotty Swift mentioned it on his little video he did that we were chatting after training that we were both very lucky to have not uh, tested positive yet, and of course that Saturday, Regal Rumble one of our biggest shows of the year. It's a rumble. Rumbles are fantastic. We both get it. It's sod's lot. The universe runs on irony, I think. Um, so, so, yeah. I, so... Did, I did feel slightly ill beforehand, but I think it was just a cold because I didn't test positive until the day. And then after that, it was like, oh, okay. This so, is bad. So, so yeah. So, it was just one of those things. Because I've, I've been lucky to touch with I have not caught it yet. Or at mm-hmm. least I haven't noticed uh, if I have. But, you know, as four four days of recordings, I put my throat down, throat down to that, but I might still mm. take a test. Just maybe on the just safe to side. be safe, yeah, certainly. Because you know what'll happen. I've got three next week. Once I finish, that'll be the time I get COVID. Like the mm. most oh, but... inopportune time. That'll be the day. Um, but yeah. So did you? Is just like as soon as you knew, it was like right. Oh no, my body's just like it's it's found out. I'm yes, essentially. It was. It was. I think it was also part of disappointment. Mm. Of like being so hyped up for the show and then not being able to participate, knowing it was going on, knowing people were having a great time, being like, "Oh man, I wish I could have been a part of that." And I think that also played into it because I think Scott mentioned the same thing. Mm. Of it felt so much worse because I didn't feel that bad even after I tested positive. I just felt a bit more tired than usual, a bit a bit more uh, mentally down than usual. But I think at least the first day, most of that was I'm so gutted that I'm missing the Regal Rumble. I'm mm. absolutely livid. 
Um, and I mean, I'm not going to make it any better for you, but it was an amazing rumble. So, I, I don't know. I have know. you watched the back yet? Have you? Um, I did. I think they were going over some commentary. Um, I think some there were some issues with the commentary, so they had to go back and do it. And of course, being the the primary commentary guy, they brought me in to to aid in the overseeing of that. So that's that's the first time I saw the show. Um, and again, excellent excellent performances by all. Yeah, I mean, I apologise if it was just me shouting in the in the in the background noise. I didn't hear you, honestly. That's fine. I, I, okay. I, I just saw it. I didn't have any 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 cans or anything, so I just I just saw the action itself. Yeah, I apparently um, I, I I'm very animated uh, during the rumble itself. That's uh, what you want. I know it's not, it's not often that I am animated during a show, but uh, I've been I've been told by other people that I've spoken to since that that uh, I was on the hard cam and very obvious and like, oh. very animated and. Mm-hmm. Just head in my hands, crying at points, just because of the rumble itself. But you know, that's wrestling. That's wrestling. <laughs> Go enjoy it. Um, so, but you know, it, it kind of worked out the best for you in some weird in way. a way, in a roundabout way. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, COVID's bad. That, that's not a, a goes without yes. saying, obviously. But because of that, it kind of spurred you on to get your your in ring opportunity first at the training academy mm-hmm. shows. So. I was I pretty much all my information there was second hand from from mm-hmm. the notes that I, I, that wrestlers will put out. So I don't know actually what the promo entailed or, or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, from what I understand, so this is your return after COVID. You got in the ring. Yeah, you, you, you talked about your your disappointment to not be at the Rumble, and then you called out Blue Thunder for a match mm-hmm. at, at Aberdeen Anarchy because he took your spot at the mm-hmm. at the commentary desk. I think. Looking at it back in hindsight, I know it's less Thunder's fault. He was filling a role that would have been filled anyway. But I think it was a combination of being disappointed I missed the Rumble, um, having COVID and being, being out for it, and also having trained for five years. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot, of, in my head, I had decided, the producers had decided that was where I was. And I wasn't going to just sit there and be forgotten about. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that. I staked my claim and made sure that everyone, anyone, everyone of the fans, everyone in the back knows I'm the most intelligent professional wrestler on this side of the globe. And I will not let these opportunities pass me by any longer. And luckily, WrestleZone have, have seen reason and have allowed me to, they allowed me to perform at uh, Aberdeen Anarchy. I mean, especially when it's a 10 match card, it was kind of um, mm-hmm. teased. It wasn't like explicitly said it was going to be 10 matches, but generally, when it comes to, I did my own calculations. I knew it was going to be four, four, and then and then they announced two VIP matches. Mm-hmm. So I was like, right, ten matches. A very a very long show, but uh, the crowd never seemed oh, to be yeah, tired or burned I out, which honestly, is excellent. Honestly, didn't realize the time had passed so much. Mm-hmm. It was it was just an amazing night. Um, uh, unsurprisingly, I'm 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 uh, keeping praise on it because yeah, I mean everyone. If you haven't watched the episode, the 150th episode of my my uh, road trip, you'll see I'm spent by the time the show ends. I'm just done emotionally mm-hmm. but uh yeah so ten, there's 10 matches that's arguably at least 20 spots uh, on on that show uh, yeah if, if it was just one two, 1v1 yes yeah so at least 20 20 mm-hmm. spots um so of course you 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 got there you were on the pre-show the mm-hmm. pre-show main event uh that's, that's how i like to think about it yeah, yes uh, against blue thunder and you know what I, I came into this as like when it comes to the wrestlers and trainees as well very rarely is their first match not good. That, that's, it's, it seems to be it's solid and then once they get back, once they're on shows properly for a couple months, they're just like the 
amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, some uh, recently though, I don't know what what the guys at WrestleZone are, are feeding you is because Evan Young's uh, debut was incredible. Uh, the first time I saw Ronan King it was uh, Summerhill Showdown, and mm-hmm. he was just like the complete he was, wrestler. Uh, he was amazing. He was he was he was he was definitely amazing. Um, Maybe an extra word in there somewhere, but he was definitely amazing. Strong uh, words from Ronan King is, I believe, what I said on commentary. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, I'm still the only person that didn't hear it at the time. I don't understand it how. Um, so you had that, and then of course yourself. And I, I, I don't know if you read the review of this show, or no, I, I did. I, do. I did. I when it came out, so I, I don't really remember it, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I could get it, but I mean, we don't want to, don't want to. Uh, embarrass you with, with me oh, no, saying so many nice things mm-hmm. um, you know what? i will i will get it right but in okay. the meantime um yeah i was just so surprised at how complete a wrestler you were i mean i was very much i knew you would probably have the the, the the crowd work kind mm-hmm. of stuff down because because uh i not that I, I know everything about you but i know you did like you do a voice mm-hmm. work of course the yes, talking dawkins and and what have you and, you, and you've got a bit of theater background mm-hmm. as well so i was very aware that you were gonna at least if you couldn't walk the walk, you were going to talk the talk mm-hmm. at the very least. And then suddenly this this guy, this is shocking, I really should be able to do this. <laughs> I should know where to find these things. But no, it, it, I was just, I just couldn't believe how good you were. I mean, Thank you, I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, right, let's find this. What did I say? So I, I, it's supposed to be just thoughts and I'm just writing paragraph after paragraph about this, mm-hmm. about yourselves. Um, let's see. Oh, I didn't really much write uh, too many things. But I was just saying, yeah, and Right, I said you and Thunder created entertaining art was the, the kind of way I put it. But go back to your attire first. So it was quite a, oh, yes. it was quite like a, it's like a one piece kind of thing. With it's the... actually, uh, it's a, it is a, it was a shirt which I removed the the sleeves of, and some tights that I purchased from Decathlon from the women's extra large section. Um. I, I do have other tights that I purchased that are that were specifically designed for me, but the color didn't quite come the way I expected. So right. uh, I was doing some training with with Scotty Swift, and he said, "See if you can find something that's a bit more a bit darker." And I'm like, "Okay." So I've, I found those those tights, and they they became part of my look. And I'm like, "Oh, these are perfect." So I I stuck with that, and that is so far how I've stuck with it. Um, and, and eventually, once once I, I have a bit more money, to be quite honest with you, um, I would like to get more tights made up, more in that style, that are more distinctly Reese Dawkins. Mm. Well, get a couple of wins, get some of the winner's purse. Oh, precisely, yes. Exactly. Uh, what was the, so was it just, did you have the shirt with the with the little ruffle, ruffle um, collar the thing? ruffles, uh, they're, they're miles away, I would go get them, but they're but miles have, and miles away. Did you have it all together and then she realised, no, I'm going to get really warm in this i'll taste i'll keep the ruffles uh, around the the collar and just take oh, it the ruffs sleeve. are a separate thing i purchased right, the ruffs okay. individually i actually there are because most wrestlers use wrist tape mm-hmm. but instead i thought oh what if i get some sweatbands and my uh, partner's mother does a lot of sewing so i asked her to sew the ruffs onto the sweatbands um so that's I, that's why I was going to go get them to show you exactly how they look, but they're miles away, so I'm not going to bother. I, I I'm more impressed that there was. I, I thought it was literally just some some uh, uh, ruffles that you you put on. I like that there's there's a bit more like stability oh, yes. to them. A lot of <laughs> finding who I should be comes with mixing the Shakespearean intelligence aspect with I'm a professional wrestler aspect. Because if you go too much one way or too much the other there's a disconnect and people don't invest as much. Whereas if you manage to nail both halves well enough and have a good cohesion, people are more willing to sort of accept, oh, that's the Shakespeare wrestler. 
absolutely. And I liked uh, the the crowd itself. I mean, like I'm I'm not the most intelligent man in the world, and I will I will admit that. But I liked that 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 we were just a little we were just all a little bit thick in comparison. To be honest, we were just like as you're shouting, you and Thunder were even doing uh, Shakespearean references back and forth, mm-hmm. and we were all just going, assume that's Shakespeare. It's uh, my horse, my horse, a kingdom for a horse. I got uh, that one. Whilst, whilst I was uh, <laughs> uh, wrenching back on Thunder's neck, was was a personal favorite of mine. I know. If it's not a last poor Yorick, I knew him well, Horatio. I'm kind of a bit, I'm like a bit sketchy. You know, Hamlet. Of course, yes. Uh, still the Uh But yeah, so I, I like that like, like little bit of um, patter, lack of a better word. I can't mm-hmm. think of a better word for it. Um, chanter. Education. Education. <laughs> Education. Yeah, there we go. So did you find that was important just to just to just to go all in on your Shakespearean experiences, just just go for it. Certainly, I felt like a, a lot of professional wrestlers and wrestlers are great. Some of the best wrestlers in the country. I had to find a way to differentiate myself from them and to make people fully aware I am the most intelligent professional wrestler on this roster. And uh, finding my link through Shakespeare was essentially my way to do that, to sort of differentiate myself and find an easy in for me to be able to transition to uh, an in-ring competitor was finding a way to link the Shakespeare to the wrestling, which I found in being more intelligent than the other wrestlers. And of course, uh, you, you use some of that intelligence to um, take off the turnbuckle and and uh, throw Thunder's face on it. What I liked, though, is you put the turnbuckle back. Of course. I mean, not not, not just for the intelligence side of things, but just more for a tidy sort of side of You have to make sure that your set is all nice and prepared and ready to be used at a moment's notice. Everything belongs in its place. Turnbuckle pad belongs in the turnbuckle. Absolutely. Uh, so how would you find the match then? So afterwards, um, I'm assuming... I don't know if you're if you're a perfectionist or a pessimist perfectionist kind of thing. Everything, every match is going to be bad until until that one day. Or did you look back and go, you know, what? I'm I'm happy with it. The crowd reacted how I wanted them to. Um, the physical stuff went. Uh, there were there were a few touchy moments. I won't lie. Uh, even in the moment, I thought, oh, okay, that could have gone a little bit better on my end looking back on it there's even more that has has come up from from rewatches and speaking with the trainers and things like that but certainly a, a competent match the the crowd reacted how we needed them to and that's all we can really ask for that's it exactly i mean like we were saying um about wrestling in general it, it's it's sometimes less about the wrestling and more about the character and you certainly. provided the character uh, even if the wrestling in your mind needs needs a bit of a lift and what mm-hmm. have you but the character kind of overrode anything uh with that and like i was saying it's just i like you had the little things it was it's, it's all about the little things when it comes mm-hmm. to wrestling um like your uh, like I said, your timing as well i find your timing uh, so great and, and this is someone who just watches it i've watched mm-hmm. it for long enough to know what 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 is good and what's possibly yeah. mm-hmm. not good but then i've got to Keep it in my mind going, well, it's still subjective. So yes, of I think I think Adam's not totally sold on restockings yet in his review, but whereas I'm like, yeah, I get this. The the quote yeah. I like to use uh is if the lion listened to every sheep that begged for its life, the lion would starve. That's a nice nice way to put it. Uh, I like I like that. I like I like this is more it's, I feel like this is a more intelligent podcast just for yourself on it. I mean, what else did you expect? True. Uh, absolutely. That that's yeah, absolutely. and here I am speechless. Um, right, so we got that, and of course it's gala season. So mm-hmm. now you're getting a bit more more. I was I way. was present at Newburgh Gala. I don't know if anyone, well, people will have seen by this point. Uh, Vegas uh, mosh pit went up. He said he spoke to everyone except Omar, 
I was also there, and I don't appreciate being forgotten about Mickey Vega, but I was. I will ensure that you won't forget about me again. I did. I did watch it. I was literally. That's that's why you were in the waiting room for like a minute longer than I. I was watching like. it, and then the the post went up. I'm like, I'll finish this later. Yeah. I, well, I just I just watched the end of it and just saw that that you are you do, you are spotted in the in oh, the so. battle royal at the end. There's mm-hmm. a little bit of a clip of it. So you're you're officially in the mosh pit now. You just need to actually be in the mosh pit, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe Big O get his get a 2022 uh, tour shirt out, and I'll have restockings on the back of it somewhere. I can, can only I could, I could live with that, certainly. I posted uh, many moons ago when everyone was getting shirts, my own mock-up shirt that is never going to be made because I made it on my phone uh, with using my finger, so that will not be released. But, I mean, of course, it's early days, but I, I, is, there, is there some Shakespearean merch ideas that you could get quills uh, with, with restockings on it? Whilst I'm sure that will have, could eventually become a thing later on, the main thing I'm working on just now is making sure that I am performing to the best of my ability and I'm still in a learning process. Mm-hmm. My primary focus at the moment is learning, being more comfortable in front of a crowd, being more comfortable doing what I'm doing and proving that I am the most intelligent professional wrestler on this side of the globe before worrying about uh, anything outside of that right now. Fair enough. Uh, so, like I said, Gala season, um, is it just... I, yeah, you just find that you're just happy to be wrestling after five years of waiting between leg breaks and mm-hmm. and COVID and and that is it just I believe everything you wanted moment, more at the moment I'm currently available for every gala so if you ever find yourself uh, nearby a gala or wanting to go to a gala where wrestling's present you will probably see me there again as part of my learning to to continue doing what I'm doing trying to improve uh, every time that I can being a part of the galas is an important part of that because it's less rigid. Um, then a show, as, as Vago said in the mosh pit, there's more of a flow, uh, more of a, a fun atmosphere than a show day where there's stress of, okay, here is your match. This is what um, this is what you'll do essentially. Um, this is where you are. This is there's there's less of a structure. There's there's slight structure, but there's certainly less of it. And also, you've got a crowd who don't necessarily know wrestling or like mm-hmm. wrestling. But they're just there because it's something to do. New Gala, as Vigo said, was incredibly hot. There was a, a large crowd for it, which I didn't expect. Um, I'm not sure the the upcoming one on the 18th. It'll be got done by the time this goes up. Unfortunately, is Old Meldrum uh, Highland Games, I believe, and that's uh, an upcoming one. And I believe there's one like Duffy Park and things like that. You'll they'll be posted on the wrestlers page, I'm sure. Um, that, that's what I was about to say. It's like when, it is a bit more looser because people haven't paid to see the wrestling. That's yes. not what they've come to see. So you're just there to kind of go, right. Play a we're role, put, essentially. Put, we're going to put on a show, and if you like what you see, come to the next show. Mm-hmm. And then when you pay your money, you're like, right, this is, people are paying to see us now. We've got mm-hmm. to actually essentially, uh, yes. do the entertaining part. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's, it's just a, yeah, a loose thing. I'm, I'm always, I'm hoping, like, um, I, I say it every time there's a, there's a gal, there's, there was like a Jubilee thing in Elgin, and uh, I, was, I was laughing, because we're walking around and see all these car shows, and there's some gymnastics and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like going, no, what's missing? A bit of wrestling. A bit of wrestling. A bit of wrestling would be ace here. This is just brilliant for it. And uh, they started calling the wee bit where everyone was going to, uh, every, uh, in the ring, there's gymnastics. And I was like, a ring? And oh, like, oh, this is mine. Oh, 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 it's oh, a no. fake ring. Oh, no, it's just it's just little girls doing doing gymnastics. This is weird. I'm going to just move on and just go get ice cream or something. But um, no, that's what it says. So Elgin. If anyone from from the Rotary Club get some wrestling on, 
people will love it. Honestly, I, I will, and that's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Oh, certainly. Exactly. So, so that's that's kind of we're, we're kind of up to date with your in ring and journey at this stage in wrestling. So, we've got some questions, of and then we'll yes. we'll do do your hopes and dreams for the future as well, mm-hmm. and then we'll finish it all. We'll do the um, social media stuff, and then we'll end with a nice nice bit of Shakespeare to to close it. So, Ronan King sent us a couple questions. Yes, I'm uh, aware. He asked, "Is and I assume this is you're just gonna be disappointed uh, for both of them. Uh, is Shakespeare the one who wrote the play that Taylor Swift refers to in her song Love Story? So I mentioned this earlier. Um, Shakespeare, of course, indeed wrote a lot of his. He was an innovator, but he did take from other places. So Shakespeare's. I'm gonna have to read off my phone. I was going to be incredibly intelligent and just know it's off the top of my head. I haven't learned it, so I'm just going to read it instead. Shakespeare's principal source for the plot of Romeo and Juliet was the tragical history of Romeo and Juliet, a long narrative poem written in 1562 by Arthur Brooks, who had based his poem on a French translation of a tale by the Italian writer Matteo Bandello. So the truth of the matter is Taylor Swift also it's not a love story it's a tragedy because they all die at the end so it's hard to have a happy ending that's a love story when everyone dies probably a more appropriate song would have been love story based on uh, Midsummer Night's Dream for example or the Merry Wives of Winds or something like that but um, as I understand it yes Taylor Swift based her song or at least based certain lyrics on her song on the um, modern understanding of Romeo and Juliet is what I call it so not only is Ronan King getting called out here, Taylor Swift's getting a little bit called out for, for her inaccuracies calling it love story when it wasn't. I don't, I don't care what your relation is to Scotty Swift. You, are, you need to have your own understandings of Shakespearean plays. It's very important for culture. Absolutely. And we've got Ronan King. Uh, were you inspired to use your intelligence in wrestling after seeing Ronan King put on many a performance using his massive brain? So Ronan King, he, you know something? He does have he does have a large body part but it's not his brain it's his mouth and okay. i think at some point if it probably already has it's going to get him in trouble and if, in fact it already has because <laughs> whenever he makes a mistake on twitter i am very quick to point out his uh his uh grammatical and spelling errors um uh, because you've got to kind of understand this thing you know social media people this is your f- people's first gateway into who ronan king is is through social media and if you're making simple errors in spelling, people are going to think, oh, he's an idiot. Uh, whether that's true of Ronan King or not, I'm not entirely sure. But I know he doesn't want to appear that way. I mean, Ronan King has admitted it himself that Ronan King is not the best wrestler. Exactly. <laughs> precisely. Uh, never, has a tweet, <laughs> never has a tweet been regretted so much. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, this is what I'm saying about him having a big mouth. Sometimes you need to keep. Your, I can, I had a quote for this as well, but I cannot quite remember it now. I think I mentioned it before my appearance at the academy show. Oh darn, I can't remember it now. It was on my Twitter. I'm fairly certain. Oh, um, sometimes a single voice piercing the silence is louder than a sonic boom or something like that. Right. Quote for all seasons. Uh, oh, absolutely. Uh, so that was the questions we got through. I've got my two questions, which seems oh, to yes, bring, which is going to really bring the tone down. I think for the whole uh, thing as we're talking about intelligent things like Shakespeare and and the like. And I'm going to go. Uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? So a lot of people would say Tyrannosaurus Rex. Of course, <laughs> it's the the large one or Velociraptor, a courtesy of the Jurassic uh, the Jurassic Park movies. However, my favorite dinosaur actually is something called a Carnotaurus. So of course, carno comes from the word carnivorous, which means meat eater. 
and Taurus, of course, comes from the Pokemon for the first generation, who's a bull. Oh, there we go. So, meat-eating bull. Just looking it up now. Oh, that is a pretty terrifying thing. I, I do like Incarnatorus. I had a, a book of dinosaurs when I was a youth that I would peruse often. Incarnatorus was always my favorite. There's also a creature known as an Andrusarchus, which was a prehistoric mammal. It was like a, a giant wolf. And they'd essentially created the entire dinosaur from just its jaw or just its skull. It was very impressive um, to see what people can... Almost the imagination of people who are able to take a skull and then create this entire creature around it, create this entire story around it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the play that I'm wanting to quote from. Yeah. I was looking at this, this uh, Carnotaurus. That's, how does it run? That's just that's like a chicken. It's like a big Chickens chicken. are predecessors to dinosaurs, of course. Yeah, but that, that's, like, that's the most chicken-y dinosaur I've ever seen. Just because, like, just really small arms. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy that looked like that. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, so it's, it's that's that's the dinosaur question, by the way. Another one, of course, is the classic: what would win a fight, two sheep or one cow? Well, now that depends on what kind of sheep and cow you're talking about, because of course there are certain kinds of sheep that have incredibly large horns, um, but there are also sheep that are quite bulky and and fluffy, so they would have a lot more defensive capabilities. Um, a bull. Speaking of, also, it depends on whether it's a bull or a cow. Cows, of course, like a dairy cow that doesn't have any horns, so it's limited in the attack variety. It's also generally got udders, um, which is, is a target for for any sheep who may be involved. Uh, a, a highland cow, probably a bit more aggressive, probably a bit more violent. Uh, also, they can't see anything because they've got of course, the hair covering the eyes. And you have you've also got two sheep though, and the numbers game plays in a lot with that. So I probably go with. But again, it depends because if it's two incredibly domesticated sheep, sheep are incredibly lazy. So even if they've got horns, even if they've got all this aggressive tension, they're incredibly lazy animals, so they might just not bother. For the purposes of answering your question, I'm going to go with two sheep because they have the numbers advantage and um, probably a bit faster than a cow as well, generally, especially if they're sheared. Wonderful. I love the thought that people put into this, this you're, question. You're more than welcome, William. It's it's excellent. It's uh, the, the more thought, the better. I mean, I don't mind people just going, just, just picking, them on, picking one or another, but... I like it when I get a little bit of uh, reasoning for, for the picking. reasoning. Reasoning. Oh, there we go. Wonderful. I, I don't do enough puns. So I, <laughs> I do I love a pun. A, I do love a pun. There's, any of them is, is always good. So that's that's my silly questions out of the way. We've done the online questions. We've done your wrestling journey so far. So let's look into the future. Um, of course, you're still early on. You've had your your one main show match or mm-hmm. pre-show main event match, and you've had your your gala. Uh, matches as well, or match or matches. Um, is there anyone in, that you're seeing, whether on the WrestleZone roster, whether whether in the UK in general, is there anyone out there that you're thinking, I would love to to do a bit of a wrestling with them? Most of I listened to Zach Dynamite's interview earlier, and he mentioned not putting too much expectation on yourself, or too much... Um, what was the word? Too much sort of hoping against hope almost to, to sort of trying. There is, of course, the essence of manifesting. People want to manifest things into existence, so they say them out loud in order to sort of build that sort of connection to the to the event. At the moment, I'm just trying to improve myself, like I mentioned earlier, improve myself, improve my performance in my professional wrestling. So I'm trying not to think too much about who I would like to wrestle. Um, anyone in particular? <sighs> So many of the WrestleZone guys are some of the best wrestlers in the UK, and I'd be honoured to step into the ring with them. Um, Scotty Swift, as a trainer of myself, I'd like to get into the ring with him at some point, um, show him how much I've learned, but also how much he doesn't know about me yet. Um, of course, 
Zach Dynamite, Ryan Riley, Bruiser Brad. Um, I'm not sure how how far away that would be in the future. Uh, I, they've already just laid the foundations. Um, oh, also a fun fact: when the Foundation of the Future won their titles, I put a haiku on my Twitter. Nobody has commented on it, so shows the level of intelligence that I have above most of the folk who who come to our shows. Um, um, and and put out there, Mr. Mr. P, just because he's a Mr. teacher. Mr. P is another but, another man. I mean, yes. Is a gobbit must you have to have, have some you have to have some sort of intelligence to to teach. So uh, I think to be, be fair, do you know what he teaches? Uh, it's technical, but still. I mean, it's still some sort of you have to have some intelligence. There. It's not English though, is it? Uh, it's not drama yeah, though, is it? True, but I mean, some of my technical teachers were very intelligent. They had to to hide bottles and uh, all that kind of stuff, and and I you mean, know, we we spray. Tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? <laughs> but yeah, Mister P, um, I'm sure it was posted. Uh, the several i think it was when covid first started the evening express did a piece on wrestlezone returning and uh mr p and i were tasked with doing some some wrestling in order to sort of showcase it and have the photos taken i always like to call it the evening express derby <laughs> so i'm sure you can find that on the on the the website of the evening express i'm sure it's there i'm, I'm sure well so for people to find it um so and then i'm gonna guess there'll be the same kind of answer for companies you just kind of want to establish yourself in precisely yes before. wrestlezone is is my main home just now um I have no intention of, of putting my name out there for anyone just yet. If a company watches this and think, oh, restockers would be an excellent addition to our company, I'm more than willing to listen to you if you DM me on Twitter, but I'm not going to be reaching out to anyone until I feel like I've established myself a little bit more, until I yeah. understand myself a bit more, understand the business a little bit more. Is there any like, mini goals you've got? Is it like wrestling in, in Ellen? Is that kind of like a mini goal? Wrestling in got? Ellen is one, primarily because it's my hometown. Mm-hmm. So I know um, that the people would be more than willing to see what someone can Ellen, if someone from Ellen can do, essentially, they don't have to be st- stuck in a town where nothing happens. Uh, they can make something of themselves, and I would be living proof of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to perform in the main card of Aberdeen Anarchy at some point. Of course, I, I have many years of wrestling ahead of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with Crusher Crabe, of course, um, retiring at Aberdeen Anarchy, there's more spaces for the young talent to get involved. So there's going to be more spaces at Aberdeen Anarchy, hopefully. If I've established myself enough, if people um, want to see Reese Dawkins, they they will be able to see me on the main the main card of Aberdeen Anarchy. Wonderful, right? So that's that's, that's, that's the future stuff. We do have a fantasy question that we ask everyone now oh, in yes, this season. Course, yeah. uh, Vince McMahon's phoned you. Uh, he's DM he's DM'd you. He, he likes a bit Hello? of Shakespeare. Uh, he likes a bit of Shakespeare. Yeah, he's, he, he he does a soliloquy and uh, gets you on board. That's very says, impressive, Vince. That's yeah. very impressive. He says, Reese, uh, I want to I want to book you in the main event at WrestleMania. I want Goodness to give me. you absolutely everything. So you get to choose the match, the opponent, the stipulations, uh, whether it's a singles match, a tag team match, fatal four-way. I don't care. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. Who's in that match? See, when, when you have no limitations, the entire world is open to you, and suddenly you, you're, you're smothered in choice almost. If I had to pick anyone probably be one of the men who originally got me into pro wrestling which was Rey Mysterio and the match would have to be no holds barred wonderful not an eye for an eye oh <laughs> certainly not oh goodness no that was terrible <laughs> uh, wonderful so Rey Mysterio versus Reese Dawkins main event at Wrestlemania no holds barred oh and just in case you didn't understand the pun that's B-A-R-D not B-A-R-R-E-D no holds barred Okay, I'm going to hang on. It's a Shakespeare reference, William. Hang on, I'll, I'll get it. 
just, just give me a moment. I'll, I'll absolutely. I've managed it. to find my my section now, so I'm just gonna leave that page open. Ah, right. The Bard. Yes, yes. The Bard of Stratford upon Avon. I've got I, it. I have yeah. I have the intention of actually visiting Stratford upon Avon later this year with my partner, so I'll I'll be able to fully embrace the Shakespearean uh, air and be able to come back an even more intelligent being. Um, probably by the next time you see me. I'm I'm sure I'm sure I, I know I'm, I'm hoping to get to to um uh battle of nations but you know oh, yes. that's a little bit of a dodgy time because of course yes do the end of the month end of that month so I'm like oof maybe not uh but who knows maybe maybe I'll see you maybe Reese Dawkins will wrestle battle of nations and I'll be able to to witness you on a main show as well I think WrestleZone would be foolish to not have Reese Dawkins wrestling at battle of the nations absolutely so uh before we we end with our our lovely piece of Shakespearean mm-hmm. um uh, scripture um where can people find out more about reese dawkins on the social media twitter you can find me at reese underscore dawkins uh you can also find me on facebook i believe it is just at reese dawkins let me have a look because i didn't prepare this yes you should be able to find me at reese dawkins on on uh, the facebook as well i don't currently have an instagram um but just follow the rest of us on Instagram and I'm sure I'll be popping up every now and again, especially with the gala season coming up. Um, those are the main two, Twitter and um, the Facebook there. Facebook's also where you'll find the archived uh, Talking Dawkins from before if you want a little bit of a catch-up as we head into the, the next year of Wrestles on Shows. Excellent. So to close us out then, I've uh, got Reese Dawkins with a little bit of Shakespeare. <clears throat> this is uh, A Midsummer Night's Dream, which I've mentioned earlier in the show, of course. This is Act 5, Scene 1. The final soliloquy of the play. If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended. That you have but slumbered here whilst these visions did appear. And this weak and idle theme is no more yielding but a dream. Gentles, do not reprehend. If you pardon, we will mend. And as I am an honest puck, if we have unearned luck, now to escape the serpent's tongue, we will make amends ere long. Else the puck a liar call. So, good night unto you all. Give me your hands if we be friends, and Robin shall restore amends. Wonderful. 